Welcome to The Drive with Josh Downs, a faith-based coaching podcast where I'll share weekly thoughts, principles, insights, and more, all designed to help you build a better self, to better love yourself, so that you can better become all you were meant to be. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another week of The Drive podcast. I'm Josh Downs, and today's episode is episode 508, Take Time to Pause. I want to invite you to listen today to learn about a technique that can really help you to find better balance between work and play, between trying to save yourself and allowing God to save you, between doing what you can in life and allowing for Him to do what you can't in life. Over the past, I'd say, well, probably most of my life, I have struggled with allowing others to help me. I've struggled with asking for help. I've just always felt the need to do it myself. And I've had thoughts like, well, I don't want to put other people out, or it's just easier for me to do it, or I just don't trust it'll be done right. Those are several of the thoughts that I just continue to struggle with that has really kept me from asking for help, which I think is one of the reasons why last week's episode was really so big for me personally and something that I considered to maybe have experienced a little bit of a breakthrough, those are fun to have, but also they can be very hard to have, very emotional to have. And I think that's one of the reasons I was so emotional last week in asking for help, because asking for help is hard. And yet I am reminded over and over again, and the, the lesson that I took away so strongly from that episode and, and the recent experience I shared with those cheerleaders is those redwood trees that are connected to each other are connected beneath the surface. That that connection that sustains them and supports them happens beneath the surface. And it just kind of dawned on me why there are so many of us out there today that although we we should be more connected than ever, feel less connected than ever. Because all the connection that is taking place out in the world today, by and large, is on the surface. It's above ground. It's not to the depths that really helps us to connect to one another, and especially with these these kids. So that was just a huge aha moment for me and takeaway. And I recognize I need to work on being more, more vulnerable. I need to be able to allow um, others to see me as I really am, to see this struggle, to see some of the things that are challenging, to ask for help if needed, and to allow others to come into my life to help and support me and what I'm going through. And for me, hopefully to be able to help and support others on a deeper level that they need. As we do that, we both become better. We both become stronger. And so just a quick thank you to all those who have reached out to help me in any way that you've been able to. I really cannot express in words how much I appreciate it. And if any of you would still like to help in any way or just haven't had a chance to, I would certainly welcome anything that you can give from a donation on my website or to my GoFundMe account in the show notes below to purchasing my audiobook. Uh, or just simply to remember me and my family in your prayers, everything and everything that you can give will be felt, it will be received, it will be appreciated, and it will absolutely make a difference. And I hope I will be able at some point in some way be able to return that and to be a, a help and a support in any way that I can to each and every one of you. I just I love the idea of us being connected and connecting more with each other. I just think we are in a place where we all desperately need that so much more. And I I hope you'll take the opportunity to teach that concept, that principle to to your family, to your children especially. And I know I've talked a little bit before about some of the lesson plans I put together. 
Last week's one would be great to use in trying to help your kids see the importance of connecting beneath the surface, of asking for help when they need it, and understanding why it is that they don't feel so connected, why they're struggling feeling uh, alone as much as they are, because they are missing those that depth of connection that is required for all of us to really be sustained through life's challenges that come at us. Well, while the focus on last week's episode was basically on giving space for others to help us and not being afraid to be vulnerable to ask for help whenever it's needed, this week I wanted to explore another aspect of this, but focus more on how to better not only ask God for help, but allow Him for space to help us. Because I think it can be very easy to get caught up so much in trying to save ourselves that we don't give him space to save us. And he is the savior. That's what he does. And I know that many of you out there are probably in a similar situation as me, trying to work so hard to get something to come about, something that you really want to see happen for you or for a loved one. And it can be exhausting trying to work endlessly and really not at times seeing the progress that we want to have. And then I think sometimes the best way forward is to stand still. There seems to be a repeated pattern in the scriptures in the way that God directs us as we go about our lives. At times he says, absolutely, move forward. But then at other times, he says, stand still. And both have an important place and purpose. When God tells us to move forward, it requires us to act from a place of courage. And that's really not an easy thing to do. It can be really challenging to move forward facing some of life's challenges and to do it with courage. And so, again, at times he says, yes, you need to move forward. But then at times he says to stand still. And I believe when we receive that kind of instruction or have that kind of feeling that that's what we need to do, that's where it takes a great amount of faith and trust. Because all of a sudden we're no longer in control of the outcome. We are giving it into his hands and trusting that it's going to turn out okay. And again, there's that's not easy to do. That is so, so hard. In fact, that may be the, the one area I struggle in the most out of the two is in standing still because I like feeling like I have some kind of control in what's going to happen. It's important for me, I think, to, to feel that. And that's one of the reasons why sometimes I work as hard as I do because I almost believe that it all depends on me instead of allowing God to have a part in the process as well. And yet I have to remind myself of great scriptures that are in scripture, like fear ye not and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. That verse delivered to the children of Israel while standing on the banks of the Red Sea with Pharaoh and his army coming towards him, nowhere else to go, not knowing what else to do. They've done everything that they could. They've gone as far as they could, but now it was God's turn to take over. And what they were able to experience from that was such a profound miracle and helped them to see that he was so much closer than what they thought. The word still, actually according to Webster's dictionary, means to become motionless or silent, quiet. And I love that definition. How appropriate is it for us to be still when experiencing the things of God? Being still allows for a sense of awe and a sense of wonder at exactly what God is able to do in situations that we didn't see any other way for them to work out. And I think in our fast-paced world, it is getting harder and harder to stand still, 
harder and harder to pause. And, and I've come to love that word even more so lately than ever before, the word pause. Whenever my girls and I watch TV, that is a very pivotal function of whatever it is that we watch, the ability to pause. Because inevitably, there's always something that uh, comes up, right? There's uh, a need to go make some popcorn or get some kind of treats or go use the restroom or the door knocks. There's something to distract the movie that's playing. And my littlest Michaela would always say, whenever any of that kind of stuff happened, Dad, hit the pause it button. She'd always call it it the pause it button. Dad, hit pause it. And so we would hit pause and then go take care of whatever needed to be taken care of. And I thought, you know, that really is kind of a metaphor for life. We, we're we going through life. We're experiencing everything. But there are always things that come up. There's distractions, things that can cause us to lose focus and, and miss important parts of the movie unless we learn to pause. Take care of what needs to be taken care of. Allow what needs to come in to come in and then be able to move back into the flow and into the movie. And so the value of pause is becoming ever so much more relevant to me. And it really came to a head, ironically, just this past uh, past couple of weeks where I had a conversation with an individual that produces podcasts for a living and has been very successful at it. And he said one of the things that that he has come to recognize in working with people that in putting these podcasts together is the value of a pause. And he says, I've, I've learned that I need to actually teach this skill because it is one that is not readily recognized. That a lot of these people get on these podcasts and just start talking. They feel like they have to fill up the entire podcast with words without giving a pause. But he said it's the pause that causes all these things that are being said and spoken and discussed the opportunity to really sink into that deeper level that I referenced a little bit earlier that we all need to get to that helps us to connect one another. And even in having that conversation with him, it made me pause and reflect back on all the episodes that I have done. And I think if I'm honest, I probably have not used the pause opportunity, the the pause technique, as much as what I needed to. There is a real tendency to just want to fill up the air with words. Um, A pause can seem at times awkward and difficult. And I remember even in my classes when I was a teacher, It was really hard to pause, but boy, I needed to. I needed to pause, especially after asking a a thought-provoking question, to give my students time to think and to let it sink in deeply, to organize their thoughts so that they could participate in the discussion, so God could teach them what he wanted them to know through the the questioning, and then for them to to share whatever it is that they, they learned. A lot of times you'll be in classes and you'll recognize that. I I hope you will after today's episode, how hard it is for teachers and for people to pause. And so that's one of the things I'm going to work on and try to get better at, even in these podcasts, is giving place and space and time for a pause. To allow you a chance to think, to reflect, to process, to internalize, and, and then be able to move forward in a better direction than maybe you were before. That's what pausing, I think, can really do. And one of the reasons why God at times says, we need to stand still. We need to pause. We need to stop so that we can reflect, so that we can hear, so that we can recognize, so that we can see Him and give Him the opportunity to do what He does. 
Uh, a very successful businessman by the name of Gary Bernison often speaks of the power and need for reflection. And in one particular uh, discussion he was having, he cited a colleague of his by the name of Kevin Cashman who said, pause holds the creative power to reframe and refresh how we see ourselves, our challenges, our capacities, our organizations and missions within a larger context. And there really are so many things I believe in life that can benefit from a pause, from taking a moment to stop the flow of things and just be, and just be still, basically. Think about the flow of your day. How much can your day benefit from pausing in the morning? Taking an opportunity to gather your thoughts, to breathe a little bit, maybe to watch a sunrise, to sit out on the the porch and just get some of that fresh air, to go for just a brief walk. Even though you're moving, that's a pause compared to the rest of the day and the craziness that's about to unfold, right? Or how about in gathering thoughts before a presentation? The other day when I had a chance to speak to a bunch of teenagers, I got caught up in all of the the commotion, getting things ready, and okay, we organize, is everything plugged in? Do we have audio? Do we have sound? And as all the kids were coming in, there was more and more commotion. And I just felt like, you know what? I need to pause here for a moment. So I went and found a quiet place. And I just took a few minutes to breathe. And I took a pause. I offered a prayer that I'd be able to do well. And that little moment made all the difference in what I did next. How about learning to pause while having an argument? (laughs) I think we can all see how valuable that could be. Or pausing after trying to plan something, giving a chance for those initial plans to settle, then come back and regroup and basically reevaluate. Maybe we'll even make some adjustments to our plans as a result of that. It's important to pause while we're working on something. Take a break uh, whenever we need to hear something. Sometimes it's best heard when there's little movement and sound from whatever it is that we're doing. A pause just simply provides time to reflect on your personal and professional journey. It helps you to better see where you are, and to find a way to break patterns sometimes in your life that no longer serve you. I think entire courses of people's lives get corrected, not so much while moving forward, but while at pause. Your pause is an intentional step in moving forward, a preparation for further greatness and to find meaning. And it really is the prelude to a new transformation. It is a stepping stone. A pause can be a stepping stone from the realization of who you are now to the unrealized potential of all that you can be. While doing some study and research for this particular episode, I came across a really beautiful acronym that centers on the concept of PAUSE. And it's an acronym from an unknown author, and it's the word PRAY, ironically. This acronym of PRAY stands for PAUSE, REFLECT, ASK, AND YIELD. I want you to think about that. What a beautiful acronym. Pause and think about that for a moment. Pause, reflect, ask, yield. President Gordon B. Hinckley, a leader of my faith, when he was a counselor in the First Presidency, spoke in April of 1983, General Conference, on the feeling of peace that had come to him during a quiet moment in prayer after having dealt with a lot of commotion and some fear from some things that he had been working through. Recently, he said, while wrestling in my mind with a problem that I thought to be of serious consequence, I went to my knees in prayer, or I guess you could say he paused, 
He reflected, he asked, and then he was about to yield to whatever the answer was. In that moment, he said, there came into my mind a feeling of peace and the words of the Lord, be still and know that I am God. I turned to the scripture and read this reassuring statement spoken to the prophet Joseph Smith 150 years ago when the Lord said to him, let your hearts be comforted concerning Zion for all flesh is in mine hands and be still and know that I am God. I, I love that statement and quote because we too can experience that feeling of peace through our own prayers if we just take the time to quietly and reverently pause and listen for answers. In another verse of scripture that I've just come to love, it reads, Therefore, dearly beloved brethren, let us cheerfully do all things that lie in our power, and then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed. We need God in our lives, and he wants us to see him in our lives. Somebody once said that we should pray as if everything depended on the Lord, but then work as if it all depended on us. I've always loved that statement. However, I am learning that sometimes working too much and working too hard ends up really coming from that belief that it does all depend on me, when in truth it doesn't. And we simply can't do it all ourselves. One of my favorite pictures growing up is a picture about the story of the 2,000 stripling warriors. A story in scriptures where 2,000 young men go to war to help the righteous group of people fight against a wicked group of people. And because of their faith, they were delivered time and time again. There were miracles that happened. And they became a huge inspiration to the entire army, to the entire righteous army, in helping them to, to win the war in the end. And I've always loved that story, one, because I just love young people. And I always saw myself in that story. I wanted to be one of those 2,000 stripling warriors. But as I've looked at that picture over the years, and it's an older one now, and I've kind of come to see that I don't know that it adequately portrays all the miracles that were a part of this incredible story in these 2,000 young men. Because these 2,000 young men are portrayed as being completely jacked. They are completely muscular beyond description to the point where you're like, there isn't any army on earth that could survive fighting these young men. They simply don't look like they need God. It looks like they could do it all on their own. However, if you were to substitute the pictures of those men for how teenagers and most young people really look today, well, you would see God better in that painting. We really do need to slow down. We need to pause so that we can see him and recognize that we need him. And I'm learning that one of the best ways that I can pause, ironically, is by giving myself time to enjoy the journey. Sometimes our rush to get to a destination is fielded by a lack of faith that God can help us get there. And when we instead cheerfully do all in our power, but also pause to find cheerfulness in life and to enjoy life, to enjoy the journey, we are in effect doing all that we can while also allowing God to do what he can. It's kind of the mindset that I'm not just going to work endlessly until I get there, but I'm going to trust that I'll be able to get there through the work of the one who is endless. And I know that for most of us, we're going through life, well, probably a lot with this belief. We're trying very hard. We're doing our best. We're working tirelessly in endless hours, trying to accomplish all that we want to. We don't feel there's enough time in the day, enough hours for things to get done. Sometimes we don't see how everything can fall into place like we want it to. And sometimes we're faced with really insurmountable odds. And so we can very easily start to feel hopeless and feel despair that typically comes from not knowing how it's possible for something to work out. And so sometimes God just wants us to stop, 
to stand still and watch him show us how much he loves us. And in the end, I think it all boils down to faith. Faith that Heavenly Father is in charge and knows what's best for us. Faith that with God, all things are possible. Faith is often thought of and taught as a principle of action. However, sometimes I think it might also be best seen when there is inaction. Elder Joseph B. Worthland, uh, leader of my faith, counseled that the way that we react to adversity can be a major factor in how happy and successful that we could be. And the simple secret, he said, is this. Put your trust in the Lord. Do your best and leave the rest to Him. And I, I love that. I know, again, that there are many of you that are going through very difficult challenges. I've referenced oftentimes going through my divorce and how difficult that was. And at the beginning, there was a point where I just didn't see how everything could work out because as a part of that divorce, I would be losing my job. And how in the world was I going to pay for everything that needed to be paid for to still provide for my children, pay alimony, child support, all that kind of stuff, and take care of myself while losing the job at the same time? And I just didn't know or see how it could work. And I really had to get to a place where I just turned it over to God and just said, I can't do this and I'm going to trust you with it. And once I was able to get myself to that place, which was in effect to stand still, it was just a short time after that that events came together that would allow me to interview for Stryker and and get the job, the first job that I'd interviewed for in about 12 years and have it work out and fall into place so that everything else that needed to happen could happen. And truth is, I don't know that I really had any business getting that job coming from the background that I did of teaching to get a high-end sales job like that. But that's what God can do. He can bring things together in such a way that they happen when it doesn't make sense how in the world they could happen. I just needed to learn to stand still. And maybe you do as well with whatever it is that you're facing. I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of you out there that might be wondering, how in the world will this or that work out? How am I going to get through school? How am I going to find a job? How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to keep paying for my home? Will I ever have a home in the coming months? How can my child possibly overcome this particular challenge that they're facing? How can I possibly have the energy or the strength to do whatever it is that's placed before me to do? How am I going to get through this divorce or this health challenge or this financial crisis that I'm facing? All things that appear to be every bit as impassable and impenetrable as the Red Sea was to the children of Israel. But God has gotten you and me this far. He is not going to let us down. Not now. So to you and to me, I would say, let's listen to these words. Fear not, stand still, and see the salvation of God. Be looking for it, waiting for it, watch for it, pray for it, believe it is coming so that you won't miss it when it does. I think personally we miss far too many miracles because we are too busy trying to perform a miracle ourselves. So occasionally God is going to ask us to stop, to stand still so that we can know that He's still standing with us. I really believe that He is there, just waiting to be seen. And the more that we see Him, the more we see Him do what He does, the more that we'll know who He is, and that He is God. As He says, be still and know that I am God. And when we come to know that for ourselves, what in the world do we possibly have to fear? So if nothing else today, I hope that you will take away, as I have, the value of a pause, that you will find the time, the opportunity, and develop the ability to pause and to pause often. Because in learning to stand still, we also discover the power to best move forward. 
May Charles Dickens' words inspire and motivate your precious moments of pause today and throughout this week when he said, Pause you who read this and think for a moment of the long chains of iron or gold, of thorns or flowers that would never have bound you but for the formation of the first link on one memorable day. The value of a pause can change everything. Wherever you are on your journey, make sure you take a moment to pause today and every day this week. As always, thanks for listening, everybody. And I'm going to tell you to pause at some point today or this week and make sure you pick up my audiobook, Gratitude Comes First. I promise it will be worth it to you. You're going to love it. It will help you in so many ways to find greater happiness and joy in life, regardless of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. The principles that I teach in this book were life-changing to me, and so I have no hesitancy in promising that they will be life-changing to you as well. You can find it on my website under joshdowns.com, or I will also put a link in the show notes on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. Until next time, you guys, have a great week, and don't forget to pause. I'm Josh Downs, and you've been listening to The Drive.